Hi there, my name is Maddie Miles, integrative health practitioner, menstrual cycle educator, clinical herbalist, and founder of Peace Love Hormones. Our mission is to educate and empower menstruators to take back control of their menstrual health through education and through top quality herbal nutraceuticals. And welcome to our amazing podcast show, where we will uncover why your health may be struggling and how to heal your hormones and optimize the health of your entire mind and body naturally. Now let's get to it. Jill, welcome to the Peace Love Hormones podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, of course. I'm so excited. I'm so surprised that you haven't been on the podcast yet. I know, I know. But we've done a podcast episode together, right? Oh, we did an Instagram live together. Remember that? Oh, yes. We were talking about like, I think it was, oh, we were talking about birth control pills. Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I was like, I know that we've like definitely seen each other virtually. But face to face before and we've chatted. So I'm so excited to have you on because when we first became friends over social media, you were really focused on sort of what I'm focused on, but of course different because you're your own individual. And so everyone has a different approach, but hormone health and um, cycle syncing and, you know, you were diving into all of that. Well, even before that, we were both food bloggers too. Yes. Like that's where it really started. Uh huh. And then we both got into the cycle syncing stuff. Oh my gosh. And can I just say, I'm so happy that I'm not a food blogger anymore. I love food. I love recipes, but like Me too. that was never meant like my role in doing that was like, I want to show how like nutrition can benefit your health. And then I just started to get so hard on myself because I was like, my recipes don't look like these like yeah. beautiful, you know, like Michelin star grade recipes. But I was like, I was never supposed to be that. I'm not a yeah. chef. <laughs> that wasn't our calling in life. No, it was not our calling. But I have loved watching you transition into what you're doing now. It Like, I think I saw a TikTok video first And it was a clip from a YouTube video of yours, and it was just talking about masculine, feminine energetics, and specifically how that plays out in relationships. Oh my gosh, Jill, what is this? I was like, is this new? And not that it's like new, right? Because we all are used to this in some form, even if we're not like fully 110% like conscious of it and how it's playing out all the time. This isn't new to any of us, but how you approach it and like the way in which you relate it to other areas of our life, such as like friendships and relationships and work, and even just our relationship with ourselves, that is what really caught my eye. And as someone who's like nestled into this very granola type community here where I live in Austin, these are a lot of like key words that I've heard a lot, like masculine and feminine energies. Mm -hmm. It's been very trendy. Mm -hmm. It really has. And for a good reason. And I think like before we get into it, and you'll talk about all of this, but just to preface with like, we all have both energies. Yes. So anyway, I'll let you take it over. I just wanted to give like a little intro into like how we know each other. I've loved watching you change and evolve and also very inspired by it because especially as women, I feel like we are so comfortable with making ourselves small and fitting ourselves into this box of like, we have to do this and like this one thing. And that's just not the case. We're allowed to like change and evolve and like take our passions and manifest that and turn that into something else, which is what you've done. So I love that. And I'm so excited for you to talk about all of this. Take it over. 
I will butt in here and there, but you just take it over. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about feminine and masculine energy, right? So like you said, we all have both feminine and masculine energy within us. A lot of times people will be a little bit triggered by the terms masculine and feminine because they'll think that this has to do with like gender roles of the 1950s, but that's not what it's about. But in general, like it's more common that a woman tends to have just a more like dominant feminine energy within herself and a man tends to have a more dominant masculine energy. Of course, that's not always the case. There's, you know, the opposite sometimes, and that's totally okay. But that's like generally how it tends to happen. Sorry to butt in. I had like a little comment. I was listening to something a few weeks ago about a similar topic, and I would like if you could confirm or maybe deny this statistic that they said, but about 10% of women naturally have a more masculine core, and about the same amount for men have like just naturally have a more feminine core, but kind of outside of that, it's exactly what you said before. I think that's pretty accurate. I don't think we can specifically say like, oh, 10%, you know, right. have masculine, <laughs> but I think that's like a really good estimate. I'd say it's probably like 10 or 15% tend to fall outside of that norm. And that's totally okay. It doesn't make it better or worse. Totally okay. But that's just kind of like what we see. But yeah, you're right. And the feminine energy is the energy that's all about like flow, intuition, creativity, nurturing, love, receptivity. And they have a strong desire to love and be loved. And so the feminine energy is the being energy. Whereas the masculine energy, on the other hand, is the perfect complementary opposite. It's all about structure and logic and analytics and groundedness and routine and discipline. It loves a challenge. Um, it's competitive. It loves to protect and provide. And it has a strong desire to achieve and succeed. And the masculine energy is all about doing. It's that like more external doing energy. So, you know, as you can kind of gather, we need both of these energies to be like a whole, complete, fulfilled human to be successful in today's world. But what happens is that for so many women, we grow up in this society today and we learn that all of these masculine energy traits like, you know, career achievements and money and status and discipline and structure and all these things, we learn that these are the things that are like highly praised and rewarded in our society today. And we learn that the typical feminine energy traits like intuition, creativity, connection to our heart and our feelings and our emotions, love, all those things are not as praised. So when young girls grow up, they learn to embrace more and more of their masculine energy and kind of take a step back, push down their feminine energy so that we can fit in and be respected and be loved. Yeah. And there are just so many things that are said, like common phrases within at least the English language that just demeanor women. Like they're like negative towards being a woman or being more on like the feminine energy side. So it's like we're raised in the society that is mostly dominated and controlled by men. And then we're also then further shut down because it's like, oh, don't be such a girl. Don't be such like a... Don't be such a pee. Oh, yeah, I know. And it's seriously like it irks me because I'm like, you know, like the pussy is one of the most strongest things in inexistent. I don't know what we can say on this podcast, so. Oh, yes, you can. <laughs> 
you can. Especially something like that. That's like, you know, that's a part of us. And whether know, you, no yeah. matter what you want to call it, like yoni or vulva, whatever your sacred word is, it's like, first of all, truly one of the most strong, powerful parts of a human. So to call someone that and to imply that they're being weak it literally just doesn't make sense. And it still irks me. It's the complete opposite. Oh my gosh. And like whenever I hear people say it, which is not a lot, and I think it's because number one, I don't surround myself with people like that. But also I think it's a little bit of a duality of like people know when they're around me to not say that type of stuff. Yeah. Because they will be corrected. Yeah. But yeah. It is really tough growing up in this type of society. And then when you're in your 20s and you're realizing like, oh my gosh, my hormones are all out of whack and I'm stressed out all the time and I, I don't know what to do. And of course, it's multifactorial. There are a lot of things that go into it. But most of our hormone issues and our gut issues, they're being driven by stress, which is one of like the most potent hormone disruptors and drivers for inflammation. And so in questioning, like, why are we so stressed and how do we get out of this sympathetic, this active state all the time, the answer is flow and feminine. And it doesn't matter if you want to call it feminine or not. It's just that, like, relaxed, the flow, the parasympathetic. The being energy. And as women, as cyclical beings with the female anatomy and physiology, this is not something that makes us weaker. It just is what it is. But we tend to thrive more when we are in that flow and yeah. lower stress state. So that doesn't mean that like you just are going to be a, a little cucumber on the couch all day and not doing anything. It's quite the opposite. It's like we have such a beautiful and profound impact on the world and the entire ecosystem. But the way that we have that effect is not by being purely in like the active masculine energy because then we get sick. And then when we're sick, we are spending our time and our money in appointments yeah. with doctors who aren't giving us any answers instead of being our full expressive energetic light that we are that has more of that energy and that power to create and to connect and to do all these things. So I could just go on like a rant. Yeah. <laughs> well, when we're in our masculine energy, well, when we are a predominantly feminine being and we're in our masculine energy all the time and not just for like a week but for years and years and years which is what so many women have done we become just constantly stuck in this state of like high cortisol and fight or flight and stress all the time and they just become completely burnt out and that's usually then you'll have all those hormone problems and other problems gut problems everything everything kind of just starts tumbling down after that because we've been living our life in a way that is not truly authentic to us and we kind of force ourselves to fit into this world this box that has been created mostly by men and it works for them because that's the way that their physiology works that's the way their mindset works but ours is different and I think it's beautiful that ours is different and we need to appreciate those differences and respect those differences. Even like, for example, my workout routine is like very fluid. I choose what I want to do for the day. I think about what my body wants. You know, I listen to it. I'm very like in tune with my body. I listen to my intuition. My husband, on the other hand, <laughs> He has his, I go to the gym at 5.30 a.m. every single day. Like he goes for an hour every morning. He does his, his arms, then his legs, you know, he's got his whole routine and he thrives off of that sort of like consistency and routine and structure. 
but and that is what the masculine energy thrives off of but the feminine does not or the complete opposites like i said the masculine and feminine are the perfect complementary opposites we're opposite but we we complement each other perfectly yeah and on a biochemical level too like men their hormones reset every night yeah you know like they are on a 24-hour production detoxification and reset uh schedule Whereas women, or if you don't feel comfortable and fully embraceive of the title of woman, as someone with a female anatomy and physiology, and especially when you're in your reproductive years, you are cycling on a much longer 21 to 35 day schedule. So things are really changing within your body on a day-to-day basis, which is why, for example, this morning, the 7.15 a.m. yoga that I am in probably a week from now when I'm ovulating, I will be able to do that very easily. I just laid there for half the class in Shavasana. And I literally, I kid you not, within like the first 15 minutes of class, I like sat up and I was like, am I about to throw up? I used to be like such a, it was very easy for me to throw up. Like that was like how my body was like, we're stressed, throw up. We're, we need to detoxify, boom, throw up. Whatever it was, it's just like, I cannot control it. And I was sitting there, I was like, I think I'm about to throw up. And I went to the bathroom and it was like the most like harmless, like little, like boop, like kind of throw up. And then I came back and I like tried to get back into flow for like a few minutes. And I was like, nope, I'm laying down. <laughs> so it's just, I say that because it's like, you gotta listen to your body. If you don't listen to your body, your body's gonna make you listen. Exactly. And tying it back into like the feminine masculine why I've been so passionate about it is because I as a business owner have just noticed that I was getting so burnt out at the end of the day and I had a lower mood libido was like out the window because I'm just getting so stressed and burnt out and you know I'm losing like zest for what I'm doing and for life and how do I fix this you know and for me it was like okay I need to work on my nervous system I need to get stuff done, but also like, how do we ask for more help? How do we not manage all of the hats of our business? No one expects you to do that. You're not getting a medal at the end of the day for it. (laughs) Yeah, delegating. (laughs) Yeah, how do we hire out people that we align with and are experts in this field, take some like load off of my plate. And some days it's like, I'm still in my office like most of the day, but I'm doing things that I'm passionate about. I'm doing things that I feel in the flow and aligned with, which is huge. They're not draining, they're energy giving. And for me too, what's been super helpful is like showering and putting on a cute outfit. Yes, definitely. I love that. And I don't wear makeup. I don't do my hair rarely ever unless I'm like braiding it or something. But For me, it's like the outfit, like putting on a cute outfit, like smelling good, putting like my herbals on me and then drinking some tea while doing said task, whether it's email or it's calls or podcast. That helps me feel more at ease while I'm actively doing and creating. That's a perfect example of you, you know, doing the like typical, you know, masculine energy things, quote, masculine energy of like entrepreneurship and things like that, but doing it in your own more like feminine flowy way. Like you're prioritizing like feeling good in your body. You're prioritizing feeling like cozy with your tea and all those things and feeling beautiful. When you, I've said this in a video before, but like even when you're just simply working, even if it's things you don't even particularly enjoy, if you like put on an outfit you love, if you light a candle that smells really good, if you have your favorite tea, if you create like a whole vibe for yourself, 
it's just so much more of an enjoyable experience and it puts you into that more like soft, receptive, creative state. And I think like so many of us, we just kind of get stuck in that like high cortisol, fight or flight, like getting everything done. When like if we just spend like 30 minutes in the morning kind of getting ourselves ready, relaxing into the day, making our space like beautiful for us, it like transforms the whole day and it transforms how we feel and how we work. Totally. Yeah. And like I loved your example of you and your husband and the workout differences. My partner Braxton, I mean, right now he's like, you know, cooped up on two cups of coffee and is like standing and is like super energetic and like buzzing. And he's more of like the creative type too. So his office is usually like a lot more hectic than mine is. A mess. <laughs> yes, a total mess. Um, and he thrives in it. He loves it. Whereas then you walk into mine and it's like everything's organized. The walls are mostly like plain with the exception of like some little art pieces, a mirror, and I have some dried herbals hanging up on my walls. That's it though. Yeah. It's very organized. It's clean. It's exactly the same. Yeah. My, my husband has his office in the basement and it's like dark. It's He closes all the windows. He's has always has a cup of coffee next to him. He's got like intense music going the entire time. And I have like my natural light. I have a clothing rack over here of like my favorite clothes <laughs> that I because my office is also like my getting ready space. So it's like office slash like sort of closet and like makeup station. But yeah, so it's like such a different vibe. It's such a different vibe. And getting into that, like I would love to talk about how this shows up in relationships because I have a few friends in Austin who speak the same language, so to say, of like masculine, feminine energetics, how that shows up in relationships. It doesn't matter whether it's a woman and a woman or a man and a man, non-binary and non-binary. Like it doesn't matter what the dynamics are. There still are both the masculine or the doing energy and the feminine flowy energy and how in physics and science and everything in the moon phases, there needs to be balance. So there's always like a give and a pull. And so I would love to talk about how that shows up in relationships because going back to what I said before, my friends here who do speak this language, they have talked about how they've had to leave relationships with someone who they really loved and had, you know, an incredible relationship with, but were more like best friends at the end of it because friends. that pull mm -hmm. was gone. That initial attraction that I think most of us can relate to that. Like, okay, when you first meet someone who like you find attractive, who you don't know anything about, there is that pull, right? And then, you know, some people just gets complacent and then they either stay together and they're not very happy or perhaps that's when like infidelity can occur. Like so many things could happen just from that happening alone. And yeah, I would love for you to talk about that because that is something that I'm super passionate about. Braxton's very passionate about that too. Ever since like from the very beginning when we met, he like actually spoke on that. And I remember part of me, and maybe this is like the wounded feminine that needed to be worked on, but I was like, don't tell me that I need to be more in my feminine and like you're the masculine who can support. Like I can do this at the time. I was like, I like live on my own. I pay all my bills by myself. I run my own business. I don't need help from a man. And I had that mentality. And as time has gone on, I've realized that he specifically was not saying that and doesn't say that now or live this way now to downplay the power that we have as women. 
But more so, it was my own realization of like, oh, I'm getting sick and moody and tired and all of these things when I... Something must be off. Yeah. Something <laughs> must be off when I am, again, like in this, like I need to be doing all the time. I need to be like working my booty off and shunning the other gender because we grew up in this society where women aren't treated as well. And so I feel like I need to like always have all these walls up and I need to be stubborn and I need to be all these things, especially around men, right? And anyway, I've just really, I've evolved out of that. I feel so much better. And I would love to talk about how this plays out in relationships. Yeah. So like you said, this is in every single relationship. Doesn't matter if it's uh, male, female, same sex, doesn't matter. It's always relevant. It's just energy. So it doesn't have to do with gender. It's just energy. What's Of course, you know, like what I was saying earlier, what's more common is that the man tends to take on a masculine energy in a relationship, in a heterosexual relationship, and the woman tends to take on the feminine energy. But again, you'll see this in every relationship. So there's always going to be one person that tends to harness more of that masculine energy and one person that harnesses more of that feminine energy. And you have to have that polarity to have that real romantic attraction and that like chemistry and that spark and that sexual desire. And that's what you were saying about like people just becoming friends. You have to think of the masculine and feminine polarity as like a magnet, right? When you have those two different sides, they just are drawn to each other so quickly, right? There's that attraction there. But when you have like the same sides together, they repel each other. There's an energy that repels each other. And that's what happens in relationships and in dating. And what happens is, like we were talking about how a lot of women are stuck in their masculine energy. They're dating and they're attracted naturally to a masculine energy partner, but they're in their masculine energy all the time. And they find that they have a hard time attracting in a masculine energy partner because their energy, even though they're not, you know, trying to do this, it's like this subconscious thing, but their energy is attracting in the feminine because that's how it works. If you want to attract the masculine, you have to be in your feminine. And if you want to attract the feminine, you have to be in your masculine. And what can also happen sometimes when you're in a committed relationship with someone for a long time is that you can start to lose that polarity. It's not uncommon. That happens in basically every single long-term relationship at one point because life gets in the way. You know, life is sometimes stressful. Sometimes you're worried about money or you're not sleeping enough. Like you were saying, you were working so much and you were doing all the things and you had no libido and all that kind of stuff. Like that happens sometimes in our life and that's okay. But when that happens, sometimes we lose our pull in the relationship and then we struggle to get it back. And so what happens instead of one person being masculine, one person being feminine and us being able to have that complementary relationship, it ends up being two neutral energies in a relationship. And so you make great friends, great roommates, but not great lovers, not great romantic partners. And that's what happens a lot of the times. And people will break up because of that, even though they love each other so much, but they're like, this isn't fulfilling the romantic desires that I have in a relationship. Yeah. A lot of times, you know, I hear like there's a lack of security and safety feeling, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So what are your tips then for relationships to tap back into that polarity? Yeah. Well, what you're saying about safety and security, that's what the feminine energy needs more than anything. 
for her to be in her feminine energy, she has to feel that safety and security from the masculine partner. I just want to like preface this. It takes two in a relationship for like it to be successful. It doesn't matter how in touch with your feminine energy you are. If your partner is not providing that like safe, secure environment for you to feel comfortable in your feminine energy, then that's likely not a compatible relationship. That safety aspect is so important. And that's another reason why so many women kind of step more into their masculine energy because we are women in a world where sometimes there are dangerous situations or things happen when we're younger and that kind of puts like this barrier up. But we have to kind of learn like how to get ourselves into a safe environment who are good people that we can trust, you know, using our intuition and all of that. But yeah, when it comes to like tapping into your feminine energy in a relationship, I think one of the biggest things is before you even think about the relationship component, just think about yourself. Like how can you embrace more of your feminine energy? And these are things that we can do like dancing, right? Like intuitive movement is like the best thing ever, but I particularly love dancing. I think every Women should have a dance party at least once a day. It's incredibly fulfilling. Oh, yeah. We have a big full body length mirror. We have two. We have one in like the entryway area and then we have one upstairs in our closet. And I will just like stop and like look at myself and just dance, like just dance and be like, you know, whatever like affirmation and mantras I need for that given moment. But like, it's so fun. I love to dance. I also was a dancer growing up. So I was a gymnast growing up. So I like all the movement stuff too. Yes. And it's nice to do it like in a non-competitive way of just like, I'm just moving because I am so grateful to be alive. I'm grateful that my body works right now. I'm grateful that like, I'm just here. So yeah. Also about like intuition, Braxton and I, we have so many ways that we play into like our energies, right? A huge one is Braxton really trusts my intuition on people, on things. We're both business owners. So if there's like an agency or something that like he's interested in working with for his company, he's like, I want you to feel this out, you know? And then he's like that protector. So it's awesome because especially when it comes to like meeting a new person or a coach or something, I will like walk away and just be like, you know, I wish them all the best, but I don't feel like that's going to be like a good friend of ours. Yeah. And and that's okay, right? I mean, there's so many people in this world. We're not all meant to be super, super close with each other because that takes a lot of energy. Another story for another time. And so it's really cool to see how like all the ways in which we both have very powerful roles and they're equal in their power, but they're different. They're complementary to each other. So it's like, okay, I have this intuition that if we don't go lock the door right now before we go to bed, something bad could happen, you know, or if we don't go and put all of the, this is just a random example because this actually happened. If we don't go put the cushions away on the outdoor furniture, this winter storm that we're about to have is probably going to like blow them away and break everything. And then he's like, okay, I'll go do it. Yeah, like he trusts you. <laughs> Running down the stairs, he's like, I'll go do it. <laughs> so it, it's really great of, you know, I mean, obviously we're all wise, but I, I will say just to give women some props here, we are very intuitive and very wise. Listen to that gut feeling because that gut feeling is very correct. I know I always say that a woman's superpower is her intuition and it is so true. Yes. And I think so many of us learn when we're growing up to like push it down and not listen to that gut instinct because, you know, sometimes there's no logic behind it or whatever it is, but it is so powerful. And that's kind of been the same thing in our relationship too. Cole, my husband, is actually quite intuitive as well. Maybe it's because he's a Pisces, but... <laughs> Braxton's a Pisces too. Oh, really? Yeah. Pisces men are 
just oh a, my a unique type of man. <laughs> I have dated like mostly Pisces. <laughs> I clearly have like a type, but they're also different, you know, like, I mean, obviously like at their core and the way that they express themselves has been very, very different and unique to each individual. But like the what I kind of think of, and this is just because what I've experienced with Pisces is like so giving and so yes. kind and so loving, so loving, so loving and loyal when they decide who to give that to. Yeah. B is very great at putting other people before himself. And I'm like, no, you need to put yourself first. Actually. Yes. My husband does the same exact thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Jill, are you a Leo? No, I'm a Cancer. Okay. I was like, if you're a Leo too, then we're sick. But we're close. Yeah, you're very close. Is your birthday in July or in August? It's August 11th. Okay. Mine's July. We're both July babies, but... July what? I just want to know. July 6th. July 6th. Okay. (laughs) You'll be getting a birthday. Perfect. Something for me. (laughs) Hey, Queen. If you're struggling with some monthly PMS, then it sounds like your hormones need some loving. And as you know, I am the founder of Soothe, an all-natural herbal supplement that I want to give you a special discount code on because I'm so grateful for you listening to my podcast. So use code all lowercase podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T on your purchase of Soothe. I will also link it up in the show notes so you guys can just head over there, click the link, be led to the Peace Love Hormones website, and make sure that you're using the right code to save you some moolah. Okay, now let's get back to the episode. Love you. Okay, so number one, you said we need to learn how to get into our feminine flow first. Yes, like as our own individual people without our partner, we need to be able to connect and reclaim our feminine energy. Yeah. Different things like getting out in nature, you know, like Mm -hmm. nature is the best source of feminine energy ever. She is like the ultimate divine feminine. So I think being out in nature is super powerful. Yeah. And just letting yourself like be more playful and kind of honoring your inner child a little bit. That stuff is really powerful for tapping into your feminine energy. Um, even things like beautifying yourself or your surroundings. I know that's more of like an external thing, but I always say the feminine energy tends to be very energized and inspired by beauty whether they're beautifying themselves make a pair of outfits like you were saying their space like adding fresh flowers to their home mm-hmm. those kind of things can just make them feel so good and so much more at ease in their feminine soul flowers and plants are like my love language and herbs like if someone wants to give me herbs but usually not herbs because i'm like i would rather just pick those out myself very particular but flowers plants oh my goodness and that's also why circling back to what we talked at the very beginning i love cooking so much as well and why i was like let me express my knowledge and passion for well-being overall well-being and nutrition or overall well-being and health via nutrition and like cooking meals even though i'm not an aspiring chef or will never be to that level <laughs> you know in my own ways i guess because just connecting with nature in any way that we can. It's so powerful. It's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because my husband doesn't get quite the same. I mean, nature is healing for everyone, right? But I don't feel like he gets quite the same refresh as I do when I'm in nature or when I have flowers in my home or plants in my home. Like he doesn't care. He would never buy those things. (laughs) But like I love them. Yeah. Um, But another huge thing when it comes to relationships, besides just kind of honoring your own feminine energy, is allowing him to take up that masculine role and kind of giving him the space to do that. Because what happens a lot of times is that women will be stuck in their masculine energy 
and we feel like we have to do everything to get it done or we need to be in control of everything. You know, it's like we have this like fight or flight just going on in our head and we need to be like on top of everything. But when it comes to a relationship, we kind of have to be able to soften and let that go a little bit and allow him to lead in a little bit of a way. You know, it's not a sort of gender role. I'm going to do this. You're going to stay home. It's nothing like that. But it's just allowing him and giving him that space to like plan that dinner date or to, you know, whatever it is. It's just allowing him to step yeah. up. So often we'll we'll take that space because we feel like we have to. Like we will just instinctually start doing whatever it is that we need to do because we feel like we have to. But yeah, we don't have to. We can lean back. And I think one of the most powerful things when it comes to like being in your feminine energy in a relationship and having that polarity is not treating him like a child and allowing him to like be his own man and make his own mistakes and all of that. You know, we're not there to be his mommy. <laughs> we're his partner and we can act like that. And that is not a fun role. It's not fun to be their mom. Yeah. One of like my most favorite things that Braxton does and what I really appreciate is when he goes, I've planned a date for us and I know you'll love it. And then I'm like, okay, great. And it, I like- It feels so good. Yeah, especially the I know you'll love it. I'm like, okay, sweet. I don't have to worry about what he just planned for us. Yeah. <laughs> he is confident. You know, he took action. He took initiative. And um, he's confident in it. He leads. When he leads with confidence, I pick up on that. I've noticed a lot of times, like, if he's not- Yeah. And again, it's like that polarity, right? But like if he is slouching in a little bit and he's not in this full like masculine, I, I noticed this when we were traveling in Europe, mm -hmm. I then would step into that very kind of like Leo, typical Leo energy. And I was just like puffed out chest. I was like, just because we're travelers, you're not screwing us over. I mean, I'm just, I can't even think of like a specific situation. It didn't happen a lot, but you know, I would compensate. Yeah, that happens in every single relationship. Like that happens with me too. It's like yeah. when you can feel his masculine energy kind of going away for whatever reason we tend to get a little bit like anxious we want to step into that like right away but sometimes we just have to soften even deeper in those moments and allow ourselves to be like it's okay we don't have to take charge in everything like I think sometimes as women we have to like prove ourselves too like we can do this we can do that and like, we already know that we are very capable. We know that we can do anything. And we don't have to prove ourselves to our partner. Yep. We don't have to prove ourselves to get them to love us or see value in us. That's not how it works. That's not what the masculine cherishes in the feminine. We just have to be ourselves. Exactly. That's like at the end of the day, you know. And that's the most sustainable too, just being yourself. Tapped into our authenticity. Yes. Okay, so I have... Number one, get into our flow more, figuring out what that means for us. Number two, very important, allowing him to be in his dominant energy and not micromanaging or parenting, although it can be hard sometimes if you're like, when is this going to get done? Yeah. <laughs> it's like just, you know, surrender as much as you can, right? I mean, there are obviously specific situations that maybe require a different response to it. But do you have any other tips for relationships as well? Another big thing for the feminine is just being comfortable and letting yourself receive. Like even little things, sometimes, you know, even if a man holds the door open for you, it's like, oh, you don't have to do that. It's like you can just say thank you and smile, you know, and appreciate it. Appreciate that's what he's doing. Or 
even if you get a compliment from someone, it doesn't have to be your partner or a man. It could be your best friend. You get a compliment from someone. Don't, you know, so many of us will say like, oh, no, 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 no. Um, I, my hair only looks good because I got a blowout today or something. They try to like validate it or something or kind of minimize it. But we can just say like, thank you. And like allow us to receive that. And same thing with, with anything, you know, if your partner wants to like cook you dinner, you can just say, I appreciate that so much. Thank you. You know, it's like those little moments. This is one of the simplest things to do, right? Because we don't really have to do much except for just allowing and saying thank you. But a lot of us will resist this as well. We feel like, I don't know, if someone gives us something, even if it's something small, that means we owe them something. And it can create this like uncomfortable energy, but that's not how it works. It's not transactional. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's something that I'm definitely working on myself (laughs) and allowing others to love you as well. Okay. Yeah. Letting people in, letting yourself be vulnerable and kind of tap into your feelings and your emotions too. That's a big one with your partner like as long as once you decide that you trust him he's a good guy it's okay to like share your feelings with him you know it's okay to open up and express your emotions and the masculine energy actually really likes that like the help we think that like oh we don't want to cry because it's going to come off bad or whatever but masculine energy actually really appreciates like authenticity and vulnerability beautiful i love this i want to bring you on for like a number two episode because I feel like so many of our listeners are going to have so many questions afterwards too. Because I remember I recall a TikTok video of yours and someone was asking, I think a bunch of people were asking you questions about like first dates as well. Because we've talked a lot about like relationships, like especially long-term relationships and how to maintain that polarity and maintain that health. But also like I would love to bring you on for another episode talking about when you're dating. Yeah, that would be fun. And being in that realm and like, Things that, you know, of course, all suggestions, right? Because everyone should just do what they feel comfortable with at the end of the day. But like, I remember when I was dating, I felt so uncomfortable to let guys like pick me up, pay for the date, like all this stuff, because I was like, I want to feel like I'm the most powerful in the situation and that I have control over this. Well, also your feminine wanted to feel loved and cherished. And that is one of those ways. But you were also probably had a control component there. <laughs> oh my gosh, totally. Yeah, totally. Like I needed control over it all. So that will be episode two, part okay. two. <laughs> yeah, send in your questions. <laughs> yes, everyone who's listening right now, first of all, thank you. And also send us in your questions on Instagram. Let us know what you want to know for episode two. I can't believe we've been talking for 40 minutes. It goes by so fast, but Jill and I both have things to get to today. So Jill, thank you so much for coming on. I will link up your Instagram, your YouTube, which you're about to hit 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. Oh my goodness, party. That's so exciting. Hard work does really pay off. So I'll link up everything in the show notes so people can go follow you and learn more about your work and until next time until part two peace love hormones everyone hi love bugs thank you so much with all of my heart for tuning in to another peace love hormones podcast episode if you feel inclined to do so please give us a rating and even leave a comment review would be so helpful or sharing on Instagram, or sending me a message, any of the above. I love it all and appreciate every single one of you. And don't forget to use code PODCAST, all lowercase PODCAST, on your order of Soothe or any of the items available for purchase on the Peace Love Hormones website. And also don't forget to sign up for text and email reminders. Much love, Maddie.